0: Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It
1: is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, holiday edition. We've got several fun things lined up for you today. And uh, appreciate everybody being with us um, and uh, appreciate everybody that's uh, taking some time away this week and taking some time off, well-earned. A lot of people um, take off Christmas and then, and then kind of come back uh, at the first of the year. If you're out back working, though, we appreciate you so much and love being with you. And uh, we will, as we continue on, we have uh, bowl mania going on right now and aaron it is uh and by the way I, I don't quite sound like myself. I'm dealing with some kind of flu sinus infection mess, but uh fighting through it, and uh, as we speak, am uh sipping on some theraflu, nothing better than a little theraflu during the holidays mm. to kind of get you where you need to be aaron how are how are the folks uh there in studio i've i've I'm at the home studio today. Is everybody seemingly, uh, did Cam make it back onto the mic today, or did Cam have another sick day?
2: He did not. He's still under the weather, so it was Ward wow. and I and wow. Stephanie for a brief segment. Not a uh-huh. brief segment, but a segment, and uh, <laughs> we held the down brief. the fort.
1: <laughs> do we? Stephanie, has uh, she made any attempts to come back on our show yet, or is this, right now, do you feel like she's found her home?
2: It's only been two weeks. I would give yeah. it at least three, and then she'll want to be back.
1: She'll want to come back with us. That is Stephanie's, <laughs> and it has Sports nothing to do with the shows corner.
2: themselves. She just no.
1: She's just. She's just. The grass is always green. Absolutely, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that happens. And I uh, would love to have her back if she, uh, if she so chooses. But um, well, goodness gracious! I was texting with Cam earlier today, uh, wishing him the best as, uh, as he continues to fight through. Whatever, whatever he has, Um, a lot of us have uh, faced this kind of right around the holidays. I, as a general, this is about when I get sick always, but uh, that's okay. Um, Aaron, the the military bowl is happening as we speak.
2: Um, Very familiar name.
1: It appears that uh, the Tulane Green Wave have just tied this. They're about to tie this thing up. At 17. I mean, just an awful weather. I mean, it is raining like crazy. Look at this two lane quarterback, though, Aaron. This is hilarious. The guy scored a touchdown, and I mean, he is, he is going crazy. But yeah, we've been watching. Look at him. This is hilarious. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody celebrate a score quite to this level. Whoever this kid is, geez, this is not well, their starter. Up. Um, Kai Horton, he, Kai Horton, wow. Um, their starter is out, and I, I don't know if it's if he's going to be in the draft or he's hurt or whatever, but he's out. I mean, they're this team was really good this year. They got beat by SMU. They're eleven and two, and they've now tied Virginia Tech. This game is in, in Annapolis. Oh, well, there he is, Kai Horton. Well, I love the young man. They're playing against Virginia Tech in the Virginia Tech. Hokies, are quarterbacked by Kyron Drones, former Baylor Bear. Was a, Aaron, I, Shadow Creek, somewhere like that. I think he was a four-star, but a really talented guy, quarterback. That would have been, if I'm doing my math right, Shapen was in 2020. Drones was two thousand twenty-one. They did not get one in twenty-two, and they did not get one in twenty-three because they lost Novosad at the uh, at the at the altar. Novosad now, Aaron is uh, finds himself. I hate to laugh, but finds himself is probably wouldn't you have to say he's the third-string quarterback at Oregon? I mean, that's at best.
2: Absolutely, With maybe not. They did not the for their bowl game portal? this year, but next year he will he will yeah. be third-string. Hundred percent.
1: Now, who's going in there? The, the, they got, they got the 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 five former five star quarterback from UCLA. Oh, but they got the o- Oklahoma kid, didn't they? Yeah, they got Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel. and uh, the the uh,
2: the young kid that had yeah. originally committed to them and then changed his mind and now is going back.
1: Yeah, who who is um who. who Who's starting for them in the bowl game? Do we think is 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 Do we think because we surely, Bo Nix is not going to play. Do we think it'll be Novosad? Like I'm just wondering, trying to think who their backup is. Wouldn't that be fascinating? The starting quarterback for Oregon. In this bowl game. Who will it be? And I'm very. I'm kind of excited to see that. I will say that. Here's what. I'm reminded about with drones. Great athleticism has run the ball about 12 times. He's led the Hokies in rushing today. 12 times for about 60 something 68 yards. Th- Thrown the ball okay. Okay. He's he's like 10 for seven, 10 for 16 for like 68 yards okay so they're not he's not really working the ball downfield that much has thrown for a touchdown and he's run for a touchdown but always kind of fun to watch a former BU quarterback and kind of think in your mind okay what how would this have played out I mean I know why he transferred I mean obviously he was he was um, fighting an uphill battle behind Shapin and Bohannon and, and all of them Oh, go ahead, Aaron.
2: Uh, I've, actually, Bo Nix is going to start the Fiesta Bowl for them, and I couldn't figure Ooh. out why until I read a little further down in the article. And he's 309 yards to break Marcus Mariota's single-season passing record for the program set in 2014. So I'm sure that had something to do with it.
1: Aaron, do you have this Virginia Tech-Tulane game on? Mm-hmm. I just – Looks you believe like it's being played in a swamp. Deluge that's getting <laughs> – it's a relatively new field and and it seems like it's i gotta say in what I was trying to figure out if it's, if it's like real grass or that's turf the way it's draining and holding up that does not look like real grass, but man i I gotta tell you it this is fun to watch because it's uh um it, it, there, there's just a lot. These quarterbacks are both runners, and they're doing a lot of stuff down near the goal line. And 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 what I like, Aaron, is when you have a like at Tulane, the entire staff is like the old staff, so they're just letting their they're let they're just letting it fly. They're you know because they're not going to be there anymore, most of them, mm-hmm. and they're just going, they're kind of letting their hair down and letting this thing go. Now. I, Virginia Tech, I'm just amazed, Aaron, to me, when you put a bowl game together, shouldn't you put, like, an 11-2 team against a team, you know, a, a team that had a, a decent season like that? Virginia Tech is only 6-6, six and six, but, boy, they're standing up and playing in this ball game. Uh, both, two turnovers, a combined four turnovers in this game. And it is wet, and as Aaron said, it is swampy, and I don't know. I got to say, from a visual standpoint, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, I, and, and, and they've been able to break out. The coaches all have their rain slickers on, and all that kind of stuff. So I, uh, I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Okay, Aaron, we we do have the excitement. I'm trying to get uh, Nikki Collin on this week. I wait a little late. Um, we get her every other week. We get Scott every other week. It's kind of a new thing that we do, and it seems to be working out okay. Um, but I'm I'm trying to get Nikki because this is huge. I mean, Saturday, the women, we had Derek on the other day. and really enjoyed having Derek. I guess that was, I don't know if that was Friday. I think maybe I was still in New York, or maybe I'd flown back from New York. Anyway, we had Derek on to talk about the Baylor women. Um, Aaron, this that's a top ten matchup on Saturday in Austin, and then they come home on and on uh, Wednesday they open up the new Foster Pavilion. I'm thinking about going to both. I've, I've kind of just I, I was thinking in my mind like, what if I just did if I'm gonna go to one, I probably want to go to the men's because it's the true the first time it's ever open. And uh, but now I'm kind of thinking, man, I'd like to kind of see both because TCU's a lot better women's program now. Um, Aaron, as we speak, the crate Chiron drones just got loose for about a 60 yard run.
2: <laughs> wow! And we are no longer tied. I know. I think you're a little bit behind me.
1: I must be behind you. Yeah. But look at—I was just watching that drones. I mean, that's about a 50 yard run. And he is massive. I mean, I always knew drones had great size, but he is a massive dude. Like, I mean, I think of anybody not quite Cam Newton, but, man, I am. uh, Like, Gary was a massive guy. Gary Bohannon was a big old dude, thick, could run, drones is is a playing dude, and he just let him down the field. And Virginia Tech has taken a twenty about to kick for a 24-17 lead. Wow, wow, this is uh, this is the good stuff, Aaron. And then what do we have? What do we, what do we have this afternoon, Aaron? What's our bowl schedule look like? Oh, we got we got A and M,
2: in Oklahoma State
1: at, at eight o'clock. I feel like we have something starting at about 4.30 or 4.45 that I have slight interest in. When's West Virginia play, Aaron? Isn't that – is that today? Like, i kind of got some West Virginia interest. I want to see how they look. The, uh, I think that's this afternoon.
2: That is. That's 4.30 maybe, uh-huh. in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So, North Carolina and West Virginia, and Neil Brown wins. Well, whoever wins, either he or Mac Brown will get doused with mayonnaise after the win. Yeah. I think it's worth the price of admission. You see that. That's a 430 kick for West Virginia and North Carolina in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. 7 o'clock, the Holiday Bowl, uh, USC, and number 15, Louisville. And then, as you mentioned, that's 7 o'clock on Fox for the Holiday Bowl. And then at 8 o'clock on ESPN, the Texas Bowl, the Aggies of Texas A&M and the -hmm. former Aggies Aggies of Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, that's... That's a former. That's some Big Twelve foes. You're right. That's Aggie on Aggie crime. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's at two uh, agricultural schools um, going mano a mano tonight. And the other night they had the Rodeo Bowl, and they'll get it on tonight. Aaron, I did get word before today's show. We've talked about the edible mascot in the Pop-Tart Bowl, which is tomorrow, the Pop-Tart Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you where it's played, but I do know there is a Pop-Tart Bowl. And, Aaron, the, uh, the flavor of the edible mascot is uh, straw, frosted strawberry.
2: <clears throat>
1: nice. <laughs> frosted <laughs> strawberry on the edible mascot. Now, again... I'm when you start gnawing on an actual I'm not for mascot, it I'm a little bit troubled by the, the the thought process there. Aaron, is somebody in the edible mascot while yes, people are trying to eat it? I
2: believe so, yeah. whole deal's strange.
1: Does that border on cannibalism? I mean, I I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, the person I think will be safe, but still, the concept is a strange one.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're even if the costume's edible, they're going to be walking around outside, and
1: yeah, you know, yeah,
2: stuff collects on, especially on the uh, yes icing yes. part of a pop tart.
1: <laughs> but you it know, somebody well will be get a in, lint in there. Trap. And somebody will. Who, do we know Aaron? Who's in the Pop Tart Bowl? I'm um, very. The Pop Tart Bowl has my attention today. It is, yeah,
2: Kansas State. In North Carolina State tomorrow at 4.45 p.m.
1: Okay. Aaron, do you realize that ESPN runs a lot of these games? They do. You know, we could just be.
2: <laughs> we could. <laughs> yeah, I do realize that. <laughs> <laughs> think about that I earlier. Mean,
1: that's what we used to do, and I think it's a great thing to do. Yeah. But, um, but hey, whatever. We We show up and we deliver. Day after day. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We got a throwback interview for you at five o'clock. Uh, we think you're going to really enjoy, and uh, we'll uh, in the five o'clock hour. And it's uh, uh, Gary Patterson came on with us month a half, month about a month ago, a month and a half ago, and and it became some of the things he said in this interview. Um. It's it's one of the most downloaded and viewed things we've ever had. I mean, it was it was kind of wild. Uh, and he talks about his future and what he'd like to do. And so we're gonna we're gonna reissue that uh, in the five o'clock hour today at four o'clock. We have an old holiday buddy, um, Curtis Quillen. Chilling with Quillen is going to make a special appearance. Just felt like a good time to do it during the holidays. One of everybody's favorite local TV guys decided to get into PR work, and he is now, uh, you know, Waco ISD. He's he's um, he's running a lot of their stuff, and and uh, I think doing some good work. But still, tonight we need to get his take, Aaron, on. Oklahoma State, his alma mater, taking on the Aggies. So Curtis Quillen will join us at 4 o'clock today. And um, uh, next, though, we'll get you caught up on a couple of items. Um, And this has to do with, as we get closer to Saturday's game, Cowboys and Lions. We'll discuss it next.
3: Baylor, Big Twelve Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas.
4: The Baylor Women opening Big Twelve play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 1230 for the countdown to tip off, 1 p.m. tip off. Follow
3: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Don't miss a year-end inventory sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Save big on in-stock storage sheds. Ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dog kennels, porch swings, and gliders. Conveniently shop online at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 26 years. Stop by their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or Highway 77 in Lot. Call Lone Star Structures at 254-773-5400. Hurry in sailors. In soon
1: hey Central Texas next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or staycation remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, The rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktail open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m., and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It is the Element Waco Hotel. And ask about our discounted
6: rates for November and December. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntechsportsfan.com. Jay here from Pickup Outfitters. Well, 2023 is almost over, and here we are making plans for twenty
7: four. As you know, for several years, we've been battling truck nudity in Central Texas. It's been a tough fight, but we've gained a lot of ground, making our roads safe and decent from naked trucks. But every now and then, we see a truck without a stitch of accessory on it, no bed cover, grill guard, toolbox. Heck, some trucks don't even have steps on them. So as you think about what you'd like to accomplish, we invite you to join our cause in 24. And we're going to help you in this final week of the year. If you own a truck without anything on it or you have a friend or neighbor with a naked truck, please send them to the brand new location of Pickup Outfitters on West Waco Drive. We've got lots of specials and free incentives to close out the year. Check them out online at createacommotion.com. Happy New Year from Pickup Outfitters, 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco.
0: Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of .15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco.
6: Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It
1: is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we're monitoring all these bowl games. We have another one that'll get going here a little while later. Uh, West Virginia is involved in one that starts at about 4 30 this afternoon. And then um, seven o'clock, we got one on Fox. Louisville and USC get it on. And then eight o'clock tonight, the Aggies take on Oklahoma State, and so that will be an interesting one um, in this Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Uh, Virginia Tech has just taken a twenty-seven to seventeen lead over Tulane. Virginia Tech at six and six, uh, Tulane eleven and two. Tulane certainly would have the better program right now. They beat USC last year in the bowl game. But um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, uh, we're we're seeing an inspired effort from a team that's playing kind of close to its own backyard. This game is in Annapolis because it is the Military Bowl. And, of course, all those folks from uh, Hokieville, Blacksburg, Virginia, all the, around the nation's capital, everybody that are friends uh, are fans of Virginia Tech around that part of the country. And, of course, there's a bunch of Virginia fans up Charlottesville direction. But they've made their way to, uh, uh, to town for this one. And uh, it is just raining cats and dogs, but we're going to get this thing played and uh, actually has been. A pretty entertaining game all right um speaking of entertaining we do have um we do have cowboys and lions and aaron i i made the statement yesterday and i don't know if you agreed with it or not you've been a big dolphins guy that i just felt like the the lions had a little more substance now it may be unfair because the fact is, Tua, um, and in Tyreek and everybody waddle the whole thing that they do, they're they're running. They got a three headed monster at running back. I mean, it's a scary team. But I, I always ask myself, Aaron, now why, why am I, why do I have so little respect for a team that's? this good and putting up this kind of huge numbers. And and I'm talking about the Dolphins. And it's the same reason people disrespect the Cowboys. They they haven't won a playoff game in 23 years. So while that may be unfair and you say, well Tua and Tyreek, you know, Tyreek was with the Chiefs and he had success. I mean I get it. They haven't been there for 23 years, but the organization itself has struggled. So that's I think that's why I keep coming back to um, – Now, that said, Aaron, how many playoff games do you think the Lions have won in the last 23 years? Like Zero, right? I remember them beating the Cowboys, but that would got to
2: – That would have been the year before they won their first Super Bowl with Jimmy yeah, Johnson, I'm pretty sure.
1: But I'm thinking the Lions – at some point, one one maybe they didn't, but I, 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 I think that both organizations – I maybe to, I have a little more belief right now in Dan Campbell than I do Mike McDaniel, whether that's fair or not. But Aaron, the the funny thing is, doesn't it, doesn't it feel like the Cowboys, Dolphins. Lions, in a lot of the ways, are the same teams. Teams that certainly enough to get your attention, some exciting things about it, great players, game breakers on both sides of the ball. But really, Aaron, of those three teams, who would you say, you who would you bet on could make it through to to an NFC or AFC title game of those three teams. Dolphins, Lions, Cowboys. Now, <laughs> the Dolphins thing is interesting because they may not have to navigate, depending on how it works out, you know, they now they. You now I'm just thinking about what they have to navigate to get there. Um, the, the AFC right now only has one dominant team. And that is the Baltimore Ravens. The NFC does not have a dominant team.
2: Well, and but I, it's got teams that are. It's really top heavy, I think.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying. I. But those three teams that I just mentioned. I think who would who would have the best shot of making a a conference championship
2: game? I would say the Dolphins. The AFC is just not as strong as the NFC this year. I don't think. And uh, if they can avoid Baltimore until the AFC Championship game, which I th- believe they will if they win their division, I think that they have the best shot. But they may end up playing a, a resurgent Buffalo Bills team, and that's that's a team that I know a lot of national <laughs> sports talk guys have said it, but they're right. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to play Buffalo right now. They're mm-hmm. really kind of rounding into form at the right time and beating really good teams.
1: Yeah, and and you don't know if the Chiefs could kick it in. Um, I I'm the the Cleveland thing has been kind of fun to watch. Um, speaking of the playoffs, the uh, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy was speaking, uh, you know, highly of how Dak Prescott is playing. He was quoted today, earlier today, Aaron saying. I think he's definitely playoff ready. All right. All right. I mean, you know I I I I don't maybe maybe so. Maybe so. I, I don't but I mean, would he have not said that in the past? Would there have been seasons where you say oh, I don't think Dak's playoff ready? I, I mean, I don't I don't know if that's as big a statement as he would like it to be. Um, so I don't know. Um, this is Dan Campbell today talking about the Cowboys. He said, uh, he said on, if there is a factor that makes the Cowboys such a good team at home, he says, and again, remember that for our really young audience, Dan Campbell played for the Cowboys for Bill Parcells and, um, has a great relationship with Jerry Jones and, and, uh, and, and you know, all that. And that would have been circa, oh, going all the way back to like 2003 through about 2005. He was, uh, Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, was playing for the Cowboys, playing tight end. In fact, I was covering him back then. And uh, he had crazy long hair. Had a, had a it was like a mullet type deal before the mullets were cool. He said I think just I think the comfort the comfort of being there and being able to function particularly offensively without the crowd noise. There's a number of things that they're able to do. I feel like things op- open up things they're able to do because they don't have to be on silent cadence, some of the verbal. I think they take full advantage of being home. They do it well. Certainly they got plenty of pieces over there. It starts with the quarterback. He's a heck of a player. He's a winner. He can make all the throws. He's mobile. And he's got weapons. They've got, uh said, Cooks has got speed. The offensive line's pretty good. So they've got a number of things that go well for them. And then if they're able to, they get off to a really good start when they're at um, home normally. And really got off to a good start the other day out on the road, and then something bad happens. And they couldn't quite overcome it. But they get up, and then this defense is designed to pin their ears back and can rush the passer. Um, He says, it goes without saying, you could say it every week, we have to get off to a fast start because that's where this team excels. They get going, and all of a sudden it snowballs, and then you just can't make up from the mistakes that you may have had earlier in the game. Aaron, where is your trust factor in the Detroit Lions in a road game in late December at a place – where the Cowboys just do not lose these days. In fact, they've now won 15 straight. They functioned extremely well at home. I would have to say I don't have much trust in the in the Lions. I think as bad as the Cowboys at times have looked on the road, I don't even think they looked that bad the other day. They just had some obviously some moments got away from them but they they are so great at home that i would not be surprised if they won this game going away is that do you think do you think i'm going too far with that statement
2: no absolutely not everything you mentioned plus detroit is coming off literally one of the biggest wins in the history of their franchise which is saying something about how inept their franchise has been that winning a division title is so far up there but it really is so i expect them to have a letdown after that big win that clinched the division and the cowboys are almost unbeatable at home i i like the cowboys to win this pretty easy
1: well i mean it it happens and it's kind of a it's a monday night football thing but it's happening on saturday I don't exactly understand that, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what they keep saying. Yeah, Monday no, night I know. football it's on Saturday. I so mean, dumb. yeah, weird. But um, I did want to bring people up to date. Um, the most wins Dak has against any non NFC NFC East opponent, the Detroit Lions. He is four and O versus Detroit. He's got a sixty eight completion percentage. 280 passing yards per game, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions Aaron a 123.5 pass rating. I would say the man feels very comfortable against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so um, pretty pretty interesting as we uh, as we take a peek at this and if you're wondering what the um, what the uniform situation looks like for either team, on Saturday night the Cowboys are going with the those navy blue those navy blue the dark ones. I know a lot of people get worried when they see those. They used to have some issues in those uniforms. And the and the Lions are going with the whites. It's going to be a little weird because their whites <clears throat> look are a little bit like the color of the Cowboys whites. So It'll be a, a bit of an odd thing. I would rather see, Aaron, if I had my druthers, I would rather the Cowboys be in their whites um, and, and Detroit being in their customary whatever color of blue that is, you know, the blue tops mm-hmm. and, the, and the gray pants. with the. I, I will say I've never been a Detroit Lions fan, but I've always kind of liked their uniforms going way back to when I was a kid. Aaron, any love for the Lions uniforms?
2: Oh, definitely. I think they're top ten in the league, which is super high praise, I guess, since there's what the 32 mm-hmm. teams. But yeah, I've always liked their 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 uniforms as well. That light blue with the silver really really pops.
1: And when I think about the Lions, I for some reason, like when I from when I was growing up, I, I think of the kicker. I think of Eddie Murray, um, who was with them for many years, and uh, some of those kickers got to a place and stayed forever. One one last thing. Micah Parsons was asked just a little bit ago if the referees can account for his speed when assessing potential offensive holding penalties. His answer, he said, to be honest and in the most humble way ever, I don't think there's another rusher like me in the league. I don't think there is a rusher that wins as quick as I do. There's not another rusher that does the things that I do. That's on tape. They put me on the same pedestal as other rushers, and we're just not all the same. I don't think they realize that I'm 4-3 coming off the edge versus some dudes might be 4-4-4-5, whatever. I think the refs understand that I'm a good player, but they don't understand the actual plays that I can make with my speed and what I can control. Okay, Aaron, not the not the most humble statement ever, but I do I Aaron, from now on, if I make kind of a braggadocious uh type statement, I'm gonna lead with uh, in the most humble way ever. <laughs> I think that's that's the way I'm gonna say do this it. humbly. Uh-huh. <laughs> as humbly as I is is in my uh ability. All right. It is uh Matt Mosley. It is Aaron Sexton. We continue on. We've got big plans for you today. In fact, 4 o'clock, an old friend stops by. The man chilling with Quillin became a very famous Friday segment for many years. He returns at 4 o'clock today. But next, it's the NFL Blitz Package.
4: Go Cowboys! This is, this is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back to throw, looking left looking right only heard here comes runs out to the left all season throws on the run lamb at the seven and strolls in saturday
0: night it's your
7: cowboys and the detroit lions live from at&t stadium on this dallas cowboys radio network station
2: cowboys and lions saturday starting with the pregame at six here on espn central texas
4: oh Richard
1: Carbuick GMC, how lovely are your SUVs?
3: Oh, Richard Carbuick GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard
1: Carbuick GMC, you are the dealership for me.
4: Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, and Complete carcarecenter.com It's 930 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
6: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
8: Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Don't
1: go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics right now. Make 2024 the year. You go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement. Again, if you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254 4100 QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100.
6: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley. And uh, it is the NFL Blitz Package. And uh, we have exciting news to share with you in the new year. Uh, We have people that are very interested in uh, sponsoring the NFL Blitz. So that is great news and uh, something we will... Be sharing with you soon. Aaron, uh, let's continue with today's Blitz package.
2: We will start with. Well, if I could find the story. <laughs> <laughs>
11: okay. oh, wow, that's, that's really a weird. rousing We'll, we'll start beginning. with, the, uh, with yes.
2: the Denver Broncos. The big NFL story of the day is that they have benched nine time All Pro and more than likely future Hall of Fame quarterback Russell Wilson. The Broncos head coach, Sean Payton, informed the team today that Jared Stidham will start Sunday with Wilson serving as backup, according to sources. The quarterback chains help increase the Broncos' financial flexibility this upcoming season, as Wilson will make an additional $37 million in guaranteed money if he can't pass a physical by early March. So if he were to get injured in these last two games, which are pretty much meaningless for Denver, they have about a 1.5% chance to make the playoffs, then they would be on the hook for almost $40 million. So I think he was ready to do it and had a big financial incentive to go ahead and do it at the end of this year.
1: Well, I mean, you know, we've seen it. uh, The blow-ups on the sideline. Some would call it disrespect that Sean Payton has for Russell Wilson. It's odd, Aaron, that the last two or three weeks He's had like nine touchdowns and one interception or two interceptions. Um, I mean, I, you know, he he's been more efficient um, and uh, he's thrown fewer interceptions in the last season. Um, and so last year he had a career low of sixteen touchdown towns and eleven interceptions in a career most fifty-five sacks, but. You know, that's interesting what you're talking about, Aaron, is the guaranteed $39 million in 2024, whether he is with the team or not. Um, so, yeah, they're making it clear they do, they do not want to have to pay that additional $37 million, Aaron. That's what Aaron was referring to. And has Wilson started his final game in Denver um, I mean you certainly would think so with, with the way this thing's headed um, the looming free agent quarterback crop looks pretty thin if they're trying to improve over Wilson and the Broncos have just six picks in the April draft with no second rounder um, it, there's no fixing Aaron just the massive dead money they would have on their cap if they, if they move on from him they could designate the next a year. Will. Oh, jeez. They could designate Wilson as a post one, post June one release. Now, Cowboys have had to do that a couple of times in recent years, and oh, eighty-five million dollars in dead money spread over two seasons. They would then be on, they would be on the hook for thirty-five point four million in two thousand twenty-four and $49.6 million in 2025. Denver would also owe Wilson $39 million in cash for 2024. If the Broncos release Wilson, Peyton likely would need to find a low-cost solution to quarterback and try to win with a different sort of roster-building philosophy. Um, Aaron, too bad they can't get him to do like what, uh, what Shohei did. For the Dodgers, (laughs) hey, I'll just defer all this till later. You can't really do that in the NFL, but that just that just goes to show like how quickly these things can turn. That was a massive deal that they did with the Seahawks, and it's just it's rare when you do one of these quarterbacks that's later in their career. And, and and you end up getting everything you want. The only times Aaron we've seen it work, certainly with Peyton Manning, certainly with Tom Brady, um, what he did with the with the Bucks, what um, what Peyton did with the Broncos, but it, it, I mean, it's hard to if you go way back, it, it's just it's hard to see it happen that often where, where it, it works out beautifully and a huge money quarterback goes to another place. I guess you'd have to say the Detroit and the Rams trade, now Detroit of course, looks like they're in, in you know, maybe maybe they eventually will win that trade but the Rams winning that Super Bowl with Stafford I mean, that was huge and Stafford still has a little bit you know, he's still pretty good. Stafford's still a pretty good quarterback, so I mean, I guess sometimes it works, but the Russell Wilson thing has been a disaster. And, Aaron, I, I'd, I've I, not seen, like, the, 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 the disrespect level for, like, a Hall of Fame-type coach in Sean Payton, for a Hall of Fame-caliber <laughs> quarterback. I, I, It's almost, it's hard to remember anything quite like this. Like where a coach just has that much disgust for a player. And again, it's not. He's the one who took the job. Sean took the job with the Broncos knowing that that that, that, that this guy was the the franchise quarterback. I mean, it's not like, oh, man, he, he was this different guy than I thought he would be. He's Russell Wilson. We've always known who Russell Wilson is. And yet... Peyton can't stand him. I, I don't. I, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a weird. I mean, can you can you think back, Aaron, like to a coach, kind of showing that much disrespect to a star player?
2: No, we. I, I actually talked about that a little bit on the press box. Like I, I had the same reaction you do. I just, it's mind blowing that he's done that on the sidelines, dressing down a future Hall of Fame quarterback twice. On national TV. But I mean, I, look, I think Sean Payton is one of the most overrated head coaches in the history of the NFL. People act like he's Bill Parcells or something. He's him and Mike McCarthy. If you take out McCarthy this year, they're the same coach. They are almost exactly the same. They each won one Super Bowl, they each won one title with a Hall of Fame generational quarterback. They have almost the same number of NSC championship game appearances. And I don't – and this definitely doesn't raise my opinion. of I'll put it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, wild. All right, what else do you have,
2: sir? Speaking of wild, this one is a head – well, not a head scratcher, but there's a lot of moving parts. The Green Bay Packers, who basically have a playoff play-in game coming up this weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. The winner of that game is going to get a wild card spot. They suspended their best defensive player, cornerback Jerry Alexander, for one game today for his conduct during the game on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. What did he do? Well, the, uh, the Packers choose their choose their captains weekly. They don't have yearly captains. Well, the captains this week were Aaron Jones, Quay Walker, and Eric Wilson. But the game was in in Carolina, near where Alexander grew up in Charlotte, so he just took it upon himself to not only walk out to midfield with the captains when he wasn't a captain for this game, but also to call tails and say, we want to go on defense, which is not the same as saying we want to defer. The referee actually corrected him and said, do you mean you want to defer? If he hadn't done that, they would have had to kick off both halves and – when he was asked about it after the game he basically laughed and said i don't think coach knew i was from here <laughs> that was that was sunday well uh, they were a little more irate about it apparently and they have suspended him for a very big game coming up sunday
1: <laughs> nearly botching the coin toss he did. that is too funny
2: the floor talked about that he said we go over that because we almost had it happen earlier this year <laughs> he said it's not a small deal He's right.
1: Um, he said, the GM has gone on to say, we look forward to welcoming him back next week as he is a valued member of this team and will continue to be in the future. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're right, Eric. He grew up in Charlotte. He just walked out to midfield before the game. I mean, the way you handle that, they – it would have been nice of them to make him a captain. Sure. Like, but maybe they knew he'd screw it up or something. I don't know. But you, you at least you address it with your team and go, I would like to be a captain this week. Well, you know, and they can either say no or yes. Um, yeah, this is a very funny one. Lafleur said that was a big mistake. That's something that you review with the guys before they go out there every time about, hey, we win the toss, we're going to defer. I went to the officials before the game and made sure they knew that we were going to do. We had an incident earlier this year where we had a similar situation, so always trying to be proactive in that approach. <laughs> Aaron, is that a bad sign when your team continues to screw up the pregame coin toss? It's not a good sign. Like that doesn't <laughs> seem like.
2: When you have to have special uh, meetings about it, yeah, there's probably something mm-hmm. going on.
1: Wow. The highest-paid cornerback in the NFL – At $21 million per season, will lose one week's pay.
2: Wow. Well, and he is pretty great. Like, he's one of the few corners, and it's really going to come into play this week, he's one of the few corners that can not always completely shut him down. He does a lot, but at least slow him down a lot. The top receivers, the very top receivers, including Justin Jefferson, who he's had really great games against. And obviously won't be happening this week. I think it really... I was gonna say hurts their chances, but unless I I think it may cost him the game because Justin Jefferson is gonna be running wide open the whole game. That's
1: amazing. This this clouds Alexander's future with the Packers, scheduled to make 16 million in salary and bonus 2024. If the Packers cut him before then, they could save 1.6 in salary cap space. All right, chilling with Quillin, one of our
6: longtime favorites. Returns to The Mosley Show next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers.
0: Are you looking for some great last-minute gifts for the fishing or boating enthusiast in your life? Check out Marineland Boating Center's Christmas clearance sale. Get discounts on fishing gear or awesome water sports accessories for the whole family. Save money on great his and hers gifts like hats, shirts, and hoodies from your favorite brands in boating. Tracker, Nitro, Mercury, and more. And right now, you can even get thousands of dollars in cash back on Mercury motor-powered Sun Tracker pontoons. Come check out Marineland Boating Center by the intersection of I-35 and Loop 340. Come by with your family because they won't want to miss seeing the tallest Christmas tree in McLennan
9: County. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRMG boat dealer. In Waco, Texas, we love the holiday season. At home, at work, or
4: out with family and friends. It's simply a special time. From all of us at Jeff Hunter Toyota,
10: we're wishing you a wonderful holiday
4: season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
0: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota Quality. Waco Values.
6: Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com.
0: Don't miss the year-end inventory sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Save big on in-stock storage sheds. Ready to move in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dog kennels, porch swings, and gliders. Conveniently shop online at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 26 years. Stop by their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or Highway 77 in Lott. Call Lone Star Structures at 254-773-5400. Hurry in sailing. And soon
8: my house isn't.
12: They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. Universalwindowscentraltexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List
9: reviews. I love my windows. They've got-
6: The Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco. K222 DC Waco. K265 DV Temple. ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, man. Chilling with Quillen. The man. The myth. He has returned home uh to the Mosley show. And uh great to great to have him today as his Oklahoma State Cowboys, his beloved Oklahoma State Cowboys get ready to take on a Texas A and M team that barely has enough scholarship players to be, be out here. I mean they, this is basically like the roster they had when the when um the pandemic got after them. And, uh, and and they're, not, they're only 55 scholarship players, but they will still go out there and they will play for Coach Elijah Robinson. Curtis, welcome back to the Mosley Show.
11: It's good to be back. Let's see if I can remember how to do some radio with you, my friend.
1: Well, catch me up a little bit. People are kind of, you know, they, we miss seeing you. I'm sure there was a part of you that when Mart uh, was making its run, uh oglesby i mean you know uh, some of our local teams were making those great runs that they normally make i bet it was a little t- hard because you love high school football and love covering high school football uh did you did you go to some games did you were you uh take were you listening to some of them on the radio how did you experience high school football in your first year away from the uh from covering all these games
11: you know, since I work in a school district now, I actually use high school football as a chance to kind of get to know some of my coworkers and some of my bosses and some of my uh, – and some of the people that I work with and some of the people that I represent as, uh, as the director of communications of a school district. And so my uh, my wife and a friend of hers went with, uh, went with me to one home game that we had um, because that friend graduated from Copper Cove. And so she came with us um, – I think I missed one home game, went to a couple of of away games, and uh, you know I wasn't at all ten games uh, because time was a big part of time with my wife. Time at home was a big part of why I left uh, left television. And so you know, a couple Friday nights that I, I didn't go to a game, I stayed home with my wife. We you know ran errands, we went to dinner, we did things like that. But then you know we went. I probably went to half of the games this season. I did not go to anyone else's games uh this year. Um not for um not because I don't did want to. I mean, I had a, a couple of coaches that I was texting and like, "Oh, you got to come. Oh, I'm going to try." And it just didn't work out, but you know, just wanted to do some stuff with my wife that I haven't gotten to do in the past because of the world that I lived in as a as a sports reporter, as a local television reporter, and so Um, It was it was a really weird high school season. Um, Our season was pretty short. We did not make the playoffs in Copper's Cove. And so um, we you know, I watched the playoffs from home. You know, I'm watching it on Twitter. I'm watching it. uh, I'm listening to it on podcasts and stuff like that. And so it was a weird playoff run for me, had plans to go to state with a buddy. Uh, those plans didn't work out. We were going to go to six a Saturday. That's the one thing at state I've never seen. I've been to I've been to six man Wednesday, I've been to Thursday, I've done Friday, I've never done six a Saturday at state, and I was going to do that this year with uh, with a friend of mine, really good friend of mine who's actually an A and M grad, the one that I went to the Texas Bowl with in 2019, whenever it was this exact matchup um, between Oklahoma State and A and M, and we were going to do that, but he had something come up, so we didn't. and you know what? That's fine. There's always next year, but it was uh, it was a it was a, a weird fall, a fall with a lot of learning. Um, but high school football was a, was kind of a mechanism for me to to do that.
1: Well, we're glad you're enjoying it, Coppers Cove. They're fortunate to have you doing your thing. I mean, I uh, that's uh, that's it's got to be a, an interesting uh, change, but I'm hoping. You've embraced it and, and are happy with it, and it sounds like you are. We've missed you at all these Baylor games, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure you were watching with great interest as uh, the Bears. I mean, now you didn't miss much this season, honestly. Your first season right. off the beat, you got to see a couple of great teams, 19, 2021, and then this scene got away from them. Um, you know, I Curtis I, always in, in appreciate your perspective. Now seeing that they kept Dave Veranda, uh, and seeing who they brought in and Jake Spavital, and then uh, Keenan Hall, I think was a very important hire from SMU, the O line coach from Michigan State. Do you um do you feel like the Bears? I mean, like I got to say, and I'm going to have Mac on Friday to talk about this. It, it was not a popular decision that he made, but that's okay. I mean, he. He gets paid to make what he thinks are the best decisions for Baylor, and he decided to keep Aranda. But it it, it was shocking to a lot of us. Um, There's
11: a lot of talk in college football, though, Matt. That like, and that talk is still there. And I still keep in touch with some with, with some friends from from inside uh, college football. Dave aranda has been one of the few coaches in college football who's not afraid to admit when something's not working. And so I think it became clear that it wasn't working. I think that everybody agreed he had another roadmap. He had connections. I mean, he just played against uh, Jake Spavital for the last two years, and they've been they've run in the same circles for a bit. And so it's you know I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing that they kept Dave Rand. I think having a, a a head coach who's able to acknowledge when things need to change can be a good thing. I understand the frustration as an Oklahoma State fan, I promise you I do. Because there are times that not just myself, but a lot of uh, a lot of the folks that I went to college with are like, okay, why are why are we not looking to improve? You can't tell me that there's not a young coach who can work NIL and work the portal better than Mike Gundy does. Mike Gundy's very good on the whiteboard. Well, I think that's the same thing that with with Aranda. And so I get where Baylor fans are coming from, and I can relate to it quite a bit. Um, I think by having Spavital on the coaching staff now, you have a coach who understands the portal a lot better than, than Aranda might. Um, you have a coach who might understand NIL a little bit better uh, coming in from Michigan State. And so I think they did made some really good adjustments. You know, the proof's in the pudding, so it's all it's not. We're not going to know for sure until September, whenever they put total leather. But you know, I, as much as I understand where Baylor fans are coming from, I also get the the idea of surround yourself with people who know more about things than you. And I think that's what Dave Aranda is really good at.
1: Well, um, that's interesting because that, you're right. That's not the perspective that a lot of Baylor fans had. And um, and w- watching them go one and seven at home was uh, very right. demoralizing for everybody concerned. And then for to see the the amount of fans showing up late, but uh, now you know some excitement over this new pavilion, the basketball pavilion, that'll be exciting. Now tonight at eight o'clock, your Oklahoma State Pokes take on the Aggies. Aggies had a lot of people leave in the portal. They got a new coach. They are. I think they have three scholarship-wide receivers for this game, 55 scholarship players in total. I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, are you excited about this one? I mean, I, I would have to say that Gundy, and I'm sure you all are, you know, it's the same thing with your fan base. I mean, like you say, you've had times where you love him, times where you're frustrated with him. But this year, as horrible as it was going early on, to flip it and then to be able to play in the uh, Big 12 title game i mean i think you could make the argument it was one of the best gundy coaching jobs of his career in stillwater would you agree with that
11: no i wouldn't because if it was truly was to me one of the best coaching jobs gundy has done in stillwater it would have been more resembling of 2021 or 2011 it would not have had it would not have followed a historic bedlam win with a 45-3 to drubbing at UCF. And so I think that this is one of those that – I know the, the friends of mine from college that I still keep in contact with, we were all talking about it, and it's like, I don't know what to do with this year when it comes to my opinion of Gundy because you got the last laugh in Bedlam. You won a lot of football games. But you also took that three quarterback system just one game too far, and it bit you twice. It took, uh, you know, you go to UCF, a team that finished what six and six, and lose forty five to three a week after beating Oklahoma. Um, the Big Twelve championship game went about as expected, at least for me, because that that Texas team this year was just loaded. Um, and as far as tonight goes, you know, I'm nervous about this. Yeah, sure. Texas A&M is fifty-five scholarship players. Like, I, what do they have? Three scholarship wide receivers on the roster at the moment. But these are also the types of games that Gundy loses in his time at Oklahoma State. You know, he lost that 2016 game to Central Michigan. He lost um, this year, 33 to seven at home to South Alabama. South Alabama barely made a bowl game, and they played their bowl game in their home stadium, which is not something that really good teams go and do and so this is this is a perplexing Oklahoma State team this is the exact type of opponent that the that you know the Cowboys run into issues with you know call them trap games if you want but that they kind of run into issues with year in and year out and so I don't agree that it's the best coach that it's one of the best coaching jobs of Mike Gundy's tenure I think it was the biggest duct tape coaching job that I've seen from him, and there's some credit to be given in those situations. There's also some some drawbacks to that that I think that need to be discussed as well, um, because it should have been clear, at least to me, after the first two games that Bowman was the guy under center for OSU but he kept that three quarterback system going and it wasn't just his son that was also getting snaps from that. It was Garrett Rangel from the Dallas Fort Worth area also getting snaps in that. And so it was, I don't consider it a nepotism thing. I think it was, well, let's just check. And it cost them a game against the Sunbelt team that without that win would not have made it to a bowl game. Um, and so um, that's part of why I'm you know, struggling with this game is, you know, if you lose 33-7 to at home to South Alabama, you lose to this Iowa State team this year, which got much better down the stretch, but that was the conference opener, Matt, was Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Um, and Iowa State was not playing very good football at that point in time because they're, what, a week removed at that point from losing to Ohio? And so this is a perplexing Oklahoma State team. I don't know what to expect but if you're expecting a, a cowboy blowout of A&M tonight, I think I think you're sorely mistaken. I think this game is way closer than people are expecting and the only thing that surprises me in this one is a blowout in either direction.
1: You know, I can't help but think of what like Oklahoma State, what role Baylor and Oklahoma State will play in in this we we thought after they faced each other in a Big 12 title game in 2021 and then we watched Texas and OU decide to leave we thought baylor and osu well we they'd already decided to leave right and so that's why we were so happy to see those teams in that game but we thought baylor and osu would be kind of could could fill help fill the void baylor right now is just trying to get back up on its feet tcu one year removed from um uh playing a national title game is you know had a really bad season and is trying to get back on its feet. I mean, it's really going to be fascinating to watch Dion and the others, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. I mean, like you talk about a toss-up. I mean, uh, and I, that's why I think if you're Oklahoma State, if, if and I don't know who all you're going to have coming back. I don't know what's happened in the portal, quite honestly, with with Oklahoma State. But I mean, you got to feel almost as good as anybody. I mean, Utah. Had a, had a great run in the Pac-12 and is a strong, respected team. I think you've got to you've got to look at Utah as a possible bully uh, yeah. to come straight in and be and maybe be the big bully in the Big 12. Um, after that, I again a lot of teams are just trying to pick themselves up and get going. K-State loses their their quarterback and their in uh, their offensive coordinator. Um, Iowa State. Always Iowa State, which again is kind of middle of the pack. Some years good, some years bad. I I got to think, Curtis. That I mean Oklahoma State um, has to be considered, uh, you know, to be right there behind Utah and some of these uh, uh, right right. You know, in this new look conference.
11: You're absolutely right. Oklahoma State has the ability to have staying power in the new look Big Twelve. It's a matter of finding consistency and improving. I think sometimes Gundy has a habit of holding on for, for uh, you know for one year too long to schemes that aren't working. Look at how rough you know there was a, a, a like a Cactus Bowl type season a couple years ago when they fired Glenn Spencer as the defensive coordinator and brought in Jim Knowles. That kind of showed like. Gundy has the ability to just hold on one year too long. And I don't know that I fault him there because he's not the only one in college football. Uh, You could argue Dave Aranda did that because people started figuring out the outside zone last year. It's part of why Baylor ended on a four game skid. But if you're going to have staying power, you have to be able to work the portal. And that's one thing I think Oklahoma state lacks is the ability to work the portal now the cowboys got a huge win this week already with Ollie Gordon returning for 2024 that's a huge that's a huge coup for the cowboys there at, at running back but who's going to hand them the ball and that's a question we don't know yet um who's going you know what that situation is going to look like as this team progresses i you know i think i think if i remember correctly gunner gundy went into the portal and i think it's probably a smart move i don't know that he's a great fit in Casey Dunn's scheme as offensive coordinator. But another part of that conversation that people would like to have in Stillwater is, is Casey Dunn the answer at offensive coordinator? Because I think the answer to that question differs depending on who you ask. And so there's a lot going on uh, in, in this new look Big 12. Oklahoma State has the ability to have staying power at near the top with Arizona. Uh, who's in the Alamo Bowl this year with Utah, with whomever, so does Baylor. And that's where, you know, they're a lot further ahead than teams like Houston or Central Florida. Um, And you could argue Arizona State because of how badly the Herm Edwards era ended. Um, But then if you look at where college football is going, You have to show the ability to work the portal and to get good prospects out of the transfer portal. You have to show the ability to not let that affect your ability to develop high school prospects. Because if you look at what happened in Colorado this year, they built an offensive line entirely out of the transfer portal and it backfired horrendously. And so there's, you know, you got to take some cautionary tales from some other schools as well. Um, I like the new look Big 12, especially with the addition of the, of the four corner schools there um, out of the Pac-12 and bringing Colorado back. You know, I, I think that this conference has the chance to be really, really fun, really diverse in playing styles, really diverse in coaching styles. But, you know, I don't know if there is a very clear there, the brand in the conference going into it. And I think it could wind up being kind of like the Pac-12 where it rotates around. Among a few different schools,
1: yeah, it's going to be uh, fascinating. And of course, uh, I, you, you saw the note that uh, they're going to have the Big Twelve Media Days in Las Vegas, <laughs> which is odd. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be kind of interesting. And of course, uh, Dion will take up most of the airspace when it comes to that situation. And one hundred percent. I haven't squared off with Dion in a while, so I'm, I fear if I if I do show up there, it'll be it'll be some it'll be a little bit of an interesting uh, back and forth. But I'm glad you brought up Ollie Gordon II. By the way, I just it, from a I was trying to think of the last time Oklahoma State had this beloved a player, and I'm sure you have some thoughts. They've had some great wide receivers. They have had some tremendous running backs. I mean, I remember. Uh, Oh, gosh, Tatum and Ellis, and I can go back to some of those guys they had coming out of DeSoto years ago. Um, uh, But, wow, this guy is just a huge smile. The fans love him, shows up at all the other games. and So I think you're right. This was a big win for Oklahoma State in its NIL, um, and and getting this done to bring him back because um, if you – If you can't hold on to your superstars, that's a problem because it's, it's, it it just, it reflects poorly on your organization and your head coach. And I think in this case
11: issues with that before, remember with Hubbard.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, in this case, it seems like he and his mom do truly have a passion for Oklahoma state. So it made the job easier, but the, uh, the NIL Collective, I'm sure they've come asking you for some funds. Pokes with a purpose were able to uh, get this thing done. But that was uh, i the, the Ollie mania. Curtis, is, that, is is that about as popular a player as we've seen Oklahoma State in the last uh, five to ten years?
11: Yeah, I, was, I mean, he's he's up there with guys like Chuba Hubbard. He's up there with James Washington and Mason Rudolph. Like, he's very beloved in the fan base and uh, my wife and I went to the, the OSU game at Houston on November 18th. It was the only game the Cowboys played against the team from Texas the entire season, except for the big 12 championship game. And um, we were in this, we were in a section with mostly OSU fans and the, the uh, consensus <laughs> with the OSU fans was uh, give the ball to zero. And when they, they first quarter, you know, OSU's down and we're going to, there's a concession stand behind our section, so we're going up there um, to get something in between quarters, and this Houston fan at the top of the section shouts, uh, what are you guys doing? Y'all need to score. We have a coach to fire, and when they started giving the ball to Gordon in the second quarter, things started happening, and OSU won that game, and so Gordon is electric. He is the offense at the moment. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's That's what it is. He is the offense. And so, um, you know, whatever the NIL collective gave him, he's earned every penny of it because if you know, he almost single-handedly got this team into uh, the big 12 championship game because, you know, third defensive coordinator in three years uh, for Oklahoma state with Brian Nardo coming in from, uh, from the division two ranks, I believe. And um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a build year, right? Like you've, when you've had that much of a revolving door at defensive coordinator, the defense is going to be lacking a little bit. And so Gordon, uh, almost single-handedly, got the Cowboys to this point where they're, you know, two Big 12 championship game appearances in three years. Um, and to see him come back to Stillwater is a testament that the that the transfer portal is not going to be the death of programs like oklahoma state um and it's also a testament of being able to develop and maintain relationships with your with your high school prospects
1: yeah i i always wonder if if uh if t boom pickens were still alive if the portal slash nil would have been even more electric like a There's really no reason why OSU shouldn't be great at it, uh, given their history and given his commitment, his family's commitment to the program. You know, and it's not like they still don't benefit from his money, right? The family's estate.
11: Right, he left the estate to the university and to the athletic department. Yes,
1: uh, yes. uh, But I just want – he was a driving force behind so many things. I just wonder if he would have been a little more – yeah, I guess we'll never know that, but – but uh, that, and again, that's a you could do a whole podcast on the relationship between Gundy and T Boone Pickens, which was an icy right. one for a long time and a prickly one, which I think did get better in in the later years. All right, Curtis, that was uh, man, that's just what I needed. I I've been under the weather. Uh, Aaron's been helping me greatly, uh, but I needed I needed you to come on. And really just tell us some good holiday stories, and you've you've done your job, and uh, I appreciate it.
11: You know, I, I was happy when you texted me, and uh, I, I'm honored that you, you bring me on, even whenever I don't have the the seat in the press box anymore. But, you know, everybody always asks me if I miss my, my old job. I always tell them I miss the people. And yeah. uh, so – if if I've ever crossed paths with you during my time at Channel Six, and you hear this, uh, just just know that I appreciate everything that you've done, Matt. Uh, thanks for texting me and bringing me on, and yeah. I hope we can do this again soon.
1: And I just want your answer to be, I miss Mosley. All right, let's be specific. Let's be more specific instead of I miss the people. Just when people ask, you say I miss Mosley. Okay,
11: <laughs> will do, brother.
1: <laughs> All right, there he goes, Curtis Quillin. Channel 6, sports director for many years. Now he's in the world of, um, oh, he's with school districts. These school districts loved him so much, they all fought over him. And Waco and Copper's Cove, and, I mean, I'm sure uh, China Spring was after him. I mean, they're all trying to hire him, and uh, and that's the deal. It was, it was kind of a feeding frenzy, and so he left the uh, media. But he's still involved. He's still around, and... Great to catch up with him. It is Curtis Quillen from Chillin with Quillin Fame. All right, we do have. We'll do a quick segment here. Uh, get get you update on a couple of NFL items, but we've got Campus Confidential coming up uh, here at four forty. A very interesting one. All of it coming up next.
3: Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas.
4: The Baylor men christen the new Foster Pavilion January second against Cornell. Six thirty for the countdown to tip off. Seven p.m. tip off January second.
3: Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Hi, hey folks. Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads.
1: Corio Health has an all star team of board certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Choreo Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot, to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254 483 KNEE. That's 254 483 KNEE. Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern Mediterranean inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients they have the local beer and organic wine cocktails open to the public seven days a week 5 to 10 p.m and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 north robinson drive just off the famous waco traffic circle it is the element waco hotel and ask about our
7: discounted rates for november and december Another Christmas has passed and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters, it's our year end push to end truck nudity and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser measured perfect fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup Outfitters. Look for the silver and red building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco.
6: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, taking you through the holidays. Aaron, have you stayed current with the, the game? We were, I had, I'd certainly gotten into, the, the great thing about these bowl games is you can kind of, you can kind of get excited about them, and then you kind of move on, you kind of move on about your day. And I was really, I was really kind of liking that, that one game um, from earlier today. Uh, and there was like a ton of rain, and it was uh, Tulane was involved, and it was Virginia Tech with former Baylor quarterback Kyron Drones. Now, Aaron, it appears the Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus West Virginia, is about to get going, and um, and that's an interesting one. I like the coaches of of uh, both of these teams. I I think when Baylor wonders. Hey, what's going to happen with um, uh, Dave Aranda? We've decided to bring him back. Made all kind of new hires on the offensive side of the ball. New, uh, uh, new O line coach, offensive coordinator. Uh, Spavital will handle the quarterbacks, it appears as well. Uh, new running backs coach. I mean, these are these are pretty um, exciting t- times, but I. I think Baylor looks at what happened with um, West Virginia, and everybody thought that their new AD would need to go ahead and fire him after last season. They didn't. They kept Neil Brown, and he turned the season, He turned the team around, and they had a breakout season. I mean, they really did. Now, of course, the poor Wren Baker is a friend of mine, and uh, he's a, certainly a friend of uh, of, uh, of Mac Rhodes. Is uh, he? He stepped into a hornet's nest. He had that decision to make, and he kept Neil Brown, but he had to fire their famous basketball coach Bob Huggins. So he's really, he's really been through a lot in that early time there. I did want to update you, though, Aaron, um, in that game. So, so North Carolina and West Virginia. And we've got Campus Confidential coming up next, and we'll talk at length about some of these things, Aaron. Oh. Oh, there it is. Okay, Virginia Tech, we do have a final from that military bowl presented by GoBowling.com. And apparently, Aaron, the, a player for the Hokies, did have a turkey the other night. Uh, in uh, Is that what you call it, Aaron? Three straight strikes, a turkey? Um, and so that was a big deal. There was some excitement over that. Virginia Tech wins 41-20. to 41-20. to 20. In that one, and this is a game that uh, of great interest to to Baylor fans because former quarterback Kyron Drones is the starter for Virginia Tech.
2: Aaron, Ver- you want his stats? Drones, go ahead. You want his, his stats for the game? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, passing, Virginia Tech not uh, super impressive. Thirteen to twenty-one for only ninety-one yards. He did have two touchdowns, but he really made a difference on the ground. Twenty carries. 176 yards and another touchdown. So, three total touchdowns and he averaged 8.8 yards per carry. Pretty impressive. I mean, that is
1: wild. They they ran for 362 yards against Tulane. Now, Tulane lost its head coach. That's a tough deal when you have the interim coach and they got the new coach coming in. I, I always feel for a team. So, I don't think they faced the true Tulane team. And Tulane's quarterback was out. But, Aaron, you and I both saw what happened in this game. When Tulane tied it up at, oh, I don't know, 17, I think it was, and that quarterback just went crazy with a celebration. From that moment on, Virginia Tech crushed Tulane. And. I, I kind of like what they did. They, it was just like, hey, if you can't stop us, we're going to keep coming at you. Now, Aaron, the only downside to Kyron Drones today, he did have three fumbles. And it was, I mean, it was a monsoon. It was raining like crazy. He only lost one of the fumbles. Uh, but but the uh, as a team, Virginia Tech fumbled five times in the game. They only lost two of them. But that's pretty amazing, Aaron. Kyron Drones, again, former Baylor quarterback that was in the 2021 class, Um, 20 carries for 176 yards. Now, Aaron, it makes me want to now look back at our buddy, our new quarterback, the Bears' new quarterback, um Daquan Finn, let's look at his rushing totals from last year. I I'm just kind of fascinated to see what they do with him in in um oh let's see, Aaron. Um I you know, 205 hundred and five pound player, and Aaron he was okay two thousand twenty three. He comes in, he will battle Sawyer Robertson for the starting job, and it says, let's see, rushing yardage, okay, 2023, he ran 123 times for 563 yards in seven touchdowns, so can certainly run it, um, Aaron, it's just wild how long these guys are in college now, DeQuan. Daquan Finn, who was transferring to Baylor from Toledo, Aaron, he arrives on campus at Toledo, and he has stats from the 2019, 20, 21, <laughs> 22, and 23 seasons. When Baylor was going to the, the, the Sugar Bowl with that um, in that 2019 Charlie Brewers season, He was already at Toledo, and he will complete his college career as a Baylor Bear. And, of course, he didn't come to Baylor to sit on the bench. And we'll see, you know, Sawyer, I think Sawyer will be up to the challenge and will give it his best, but this is a very, very experienced quarterback, and I would imagine Daquan Finn uh, received a pretty good chunk of change because Baylor is – Looking a little bit differently at their, at their NIL these days. Uh, reminder today, I believe, I'm getting lost on the holidays here. I believe, Aaron, and you can confirm this for me, is a Wednesday. Friday afternoon, we will have Mac Rhodes. This will be Mac's first public comments since deciding to keep Dave Aranda. We'll also talk to him about the uh, pavilion the Foster Pavilion, the opening of that. There's a lot to get into with Mac Rhodes. And, um, and, and so we'll look forward to that. And we were going to have him this past Friday and he was under the weather and was having a similar coughing fit that, that, uh, I've been having, but, uh, Aaron, have you noticed today? I've kind of, kind of started to turn better. Yeah. Corner. Yeah. Absolutely. Turn the Stand corner better. a little bit. And, uh, voice is actually returning a little bit to form. So, um, or as good as it can be. I uh but Aaron, it is time now. I think West to, Virginia
2: uh, took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown.
1: You're kidding. It's
2: fourteen forty nine left on the first quarter clock and they're already up seven to nothing, so that's the only thing I can think of. Wow.
1: Wow. Um UNC, UNC. Yeah, okay. Oh well, no,
2: it was a uh it was the first play after the kickoff. Garrett Green 75-yard TD pass to Traylon Ray. So they're off to a good start.
1: Oh, my gosh. Neil Brown in West Virginia. And then, Aaron, we can do that thing everybody does every year. I I never think it's, like, the greatest way to – say whether a conference is good or not but we all keep records don't we sure all oh, the sec <laughs> look at the sec the big 12s records better than the sec Overrated. look at how the pac-12 did <laughs> you know we, we we keep records for all the big 12 what's the big 12 so far aaron who have we seen oh kansas kansas kansas, won. kansas won. got a nice win oh
2: two and one so far okay i tech i won. was
1: gonna and oh, let's remember in campus confidential aaron let's bring up Kansas that that game from last night because I I I was impressed with the quarterback and I was I mean to to use a uh, Dave Aranda phrase I was way impressed with their uh, their wide receivers for Kansas the Jayhawks all of that coming up in Campus Confidential next
3: Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The
4: Baylor women opening Big 12 play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 1230 for the countdown to tip off. 1 p.m. tip off. Follow
3: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas.
7: neighbor. I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. (laughs) 5.5%? That is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five. minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to EECU.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Another Christmas has passed, and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters. It's our year-end push to end truck nudity, and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser-measured perfect-fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor. Plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup
6: Outfitters. Look for the silver and red building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley show
0: online at centexsportsfan.com. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree that they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks fall off the bone ribs pork chops burgers sandwiches soups and salads salmon and shrimp and those famous made from scratch yeast rolls dining the casual dining room or in the bar where you can also enjoy a signature cocktail or ice cold beer logan's roadhouse in the central texas marketplace in waco open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m friday and saturday nights Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriol Health MVPs of orthopedics
1: located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriol Health sports certified orthopedic physician team specialized in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriol Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's
12: 254-483-KNEE. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. the insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put mcadams and sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid campus confidential is sponsored by jim turner chevrolet Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor,
6: and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Oh, it is time for Campus Confidential, and thank you to Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you, Derek, Clay, the whole gang out there doing incredible work, even on the holidays and uh, some great end of the month specials and we appreciate uh, uh, Jim so much for his devotion to our show over the years was our original presenting sponsor and of course now our presenting sponsor is Central National Bank thank you Nesbitt family for your continued support one of the great uh, relationships in uh, all of uh, radio and banking uh, it is Central National Bank. All right, Aaron, I uh, was going to give you a quick update. As we start Campus Confidential, the, uh, um, the Tar Heels of North Carolina are playing West Virginia. About nine minutes left in the first quarter. West Virginia's taking a 7-0 lead. I would like to uh, let people know this game's on ESPN. This is the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. The UNC quarterback is very very fast like crazy fast so keep your eye on this one i think you'll get a i think you'll really enjoy yourself watching this game like i'm just kind of i i am blown away uh and again they've had you know the guy that's going to be a uh what's his name aaron drake may um
2: Mm -hmm.
1: the uh gonna be the the number two pick in the
2: draft probably maybe number one gonna
1: be going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. And, of course, he's not playing in this game. But the guy playing, his last name is Harrell, H-A-R-R-E-L-L. And, like, I I, I have not seen a quarterback this fast all season. I'm sitting here trying to think of all the quarterbacks across college football. And I know Caleb Williams is a great athlete. Um, who do we see here in this year? Anybody in person? that we thought was like a like a crazy good athlete. Anyway, this guy is really worth watching for UNC as they have fallen behind West Virginia 7-0 the first quarter. Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential Day?
2: Uh, a couple of notes on that game real quick. Uh, the uh, quarterback is Connor Harrell. He was the Alabama Player of the Year his senior year, but went to North Carolina, obviously, instead of Alabama. Also... The winner of that game, their head coach, gets gets dunked in mayonnaise instead of Gatorade. So tune in to see either Mac Brown or Neil Brown have mayonnaise poured over their head after the game.
1: Do you think this is kind of what Mac's worked for his whole career? I think
2: this is this is the penultimate for him, you know? National championship, multiple conference championships, and now he gets smothered in mayonnaise for winning an inconsequential bowl. I'm sure he's super excited.
1: The, the Brown family, either way, the one Brown family will be happy this evening. Maybe um, the yeah.
2: losing coach's family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. What, uh, I, Aaron? Do we have? Uh, we all have people in our lives who like mayo. I wonder who that is. You you are
2: oh I'm a yeah I, now okay. look I'm not a huge huge male fan like I have to have it on everything yeah but okay um, you like it I, see I like mayonnaise and mustard it. both on my burgers and okay. I switch on sandwiches between mayonnaise and Miracle Whip we were a Miracle Whip family growing up so I would mm-hmm. probably if you count M- Miracle Whip it's kind of like mayonnaise which it is even though it tastes different made from the same stuff few different ingredients than I actually probably eat a lot of mayonnaise.
1: And I'm a mustard guy, no mayo at all. But have you ever had Duke's mayo, Aaron?
2: I have have a jar in the refrigerator right now.
1: Of Duke's? (laughs) Yeah. So, see, I didn't realize that. I thought this might be like a southern thing or something. It it
2: is. It's it's super popular in the deep south, Arkansas, Uh Georgia, Alabama. And that's where it got started. It's kind you of, can
1: find it in Waco?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can find it at, at H-E-B or Walmart. Um, it's actually become a pretty big national brand in the last few years because it's so good. <laughs> it really is, yeah. in my opinion, the best mayo out there. Interesting.
1: Duke's Mayo uh, Bowl. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll wait to see what the, the winning coach celebrated by being dunked. Well, they were just showing the Duke's here in the uh, Oh, they're the the oh. Duke's Mayo mascot. The
2: announcers are dipping French fries in mayonnaise. That's <laughs> yeah, a bridge too far for me.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Where are they put? Po- oh goodness. Okay. Okay, I'm watching this. Yeah, and that's uh, that's Matt Berry, for- former Dallas-Fort Worth um, uh, area announcer, and then uh, that's the former coach Aaron at Mississippi State and Florida, Dan Mullen with him, dipping dipping his fries into the Duke's mayo. All right, sir, continue.
2: That game is one of four bowl games today, one already in the book. Virginia Tech, led by former Baylor quarterback uh, Kyron Drones, three touchdowns, beat Tulane 41-20 to earlier today, coming up at 7 o'clock on Fox. USC takes on Louisville in the DirecTV Holiday Bowl and – Coming up tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN, it's a battle of former Big 12 rivals as Texas A&M and Oklahoma State take on – well, battle each other in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That, again, is an 8 o'clock kickoff on ESPN for Texas A&M and Oklahoma State.
1: Okay. Uh, You know, that's going to be fun. I love watching these games. And if you're under the weather and you're stuck at home anyway – uh, you know, just you just sit there, drink some Gatorade, try to keep some fluids going, you know, and, and uh, take your TheraFlu, and you watch bowl games. I think there are a lot worse things that could happen. Uh, Aaron, I do want a major shout-out to Texas State um, for what they did at SMU's Ford Stadium yesterday. Um, it was the first bowl appearance and bowl win in program history. <laughs> I like this, this one, Aaron. They drank the stadium dry halfway through the third quarter? <laughs> they did. Um, Texas State apparently all its alcohol was gone before it even they it got to halftime. And then uh, by the start of the third quarter, the other side of the stadium where Rice was supposed to be, they had come over there and gotten all their beer as well. So they had run out of alcohol like two minutes into the third quarter. All right? So – they also stormed the field, and somebody says, Eric, I don't know if this is true." Said had a larger attendance <clears throat> than any SMU home game at Ford Stadium <laughs> in 2023.
2: Wait, I've told, I've been told by multiple people online that SMU is a top tier program. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs>
1: <That's good. laughs> yeah, maybe by Longquist, um, but. Um, Interesting times there, but hey, shout out to Texas State. We found out the hard way those Bobcats. But I mean, that's a that's a pretty. I mean, it during the Bryles years, and then even with Rule, and now Oranda, it, it's kind of become old hat for uh, for the the Bears to go to bowl games. But when you've gone forever without going to one, it's it's awesome. It's a great feeling, and so I'm really happy that the Bobcats and the Texas State folks all showed up. And and um, I mean, the bottom line is, Aaron, if you've got if you've got Texas State grads and fans at your stadium, you better you better bring some extra. I mean, this. I mean, I think they were thinking like the Rice crowd was gonna, <laughs> you know. Well, the Rice won't drink any in Texas State. Well, they were right. But the Texas State folks get after it. So, uh, but uh, a, a really impressive showing by the Texas State Bobcats and their coach, G.J. Kinney, the son of former Baylor great Gary Joe Kenny.
2: Speaking of Coach Kenny, he will be looking for a new defensive coordinator. Duke hired Texas State defensive coordinator Jonathan Patkey today. Patkey has worked with new Duke head coach Manny Diaz at Miami, Mississippi State, and Louisiana Tech. He started as a graduate assistant in Weston, eventually worked his way up to being a position coach at Miami and working three seasons as a Hurricanes special teams coordinator before becoming defensive coordinator at Texas State this year.
1: Yeah. I will say, Aaron, after watching the Bears against Texas State, I was all for hiring as many of their assistants as we could. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And uh, their run game coordinator was um, had been at Baylor when Baylor uh, started you know, getting on a roll back in 2011, 12, 13. So, interesting connections there.
2: It's been a really good 24 hours for Kansas football. Last night, they got their first bowl victory since 2008 with a 49-36 win over UNLV in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Today, they... Found out that Kansas, that star tailback Devin Neal will be back for the 2024 season. Neal earned second-team All-Big 12 honors this year. He rushed for 1,209 yards and scored 16 touchdowns. He was contemplating declaring for the NFL draft, but instead will return for his senior season at Kansas.
1: Great player. I think he's number four. Um, You know, they have that... Cornerback, is such a great player. Kobe Bryant is his name, just like the the uh, Lakers superstar, late superstar. Um, they, what a! I mean i I was struck watching that game, even looking at their linebackers. Number forty four comes to mind, and just thought, golly, the talent they've somehow brought in to Lawrence to a place that was known, a huge basketball school, it, it's just a way different level. And for Les Miles to struggle there, for Charlie Wise, it, it just shows how when you try to take, like, shortcuts and you go get people that maybe were successful NFL coaches or were successful in Les Miles' case at LSU <sighs> – it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, most times that doesn't work. Like, they had to go find somebody that had been a great coach at, like, an FCS level. And, and boy, for him to build that, same thing at, you know, K-State finally ended up with a, with Kleiman, with a tremendous coach. But um, Leipold now came from Buffalo. Now, that's not FCS, but before that, I think he was in a lower division. But he—he just—he just is a tremendous coach. I mean, he really is. And uh, and then they hired Baylor's uh, former offense coordinator, Jeff Grimes, will be there. And I have to think, Aaron, watching that, Jeff had to be pretty excited. I don't know how many of those receivers are coming back, but man, those three wide receivers were awesome. Grim. He got hurt early in that game, but he ended up with like I think, three touchdowns. They had dudes high pointing. That one guy, Aaron, that kept high pointing all those balls and and mossing people. He was a walk on. He was a former walk on at Kansas, and he was incredible. Like to me, he looked like an NFL wide receiver. And there was another guy I'm missing that was kind of a speedster. But I, I just um, I thought that was a great. I mean, to, to watch Kansas and to watch them just, I mean, flex. I, that, to me, Aaron, that, that's, that's part of the wide-open nature of the Big 12. Utah will come in with some momentum um, and, and feel pretty good about themselves. But, like, the rest of the Big 12, think how wide-open it is. Kansas is going to be good. West Virginia is playing in a bowl game right now. They've had a good season. K-State is, is about to play in a bowl game. They've had some uh, coaches leave and players leave, but, you know, they're still going to be good under Kleiman. I mean, it, 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 the, the void left, and it's funny, you would think Oklahoma would leave the bigger void because they've had the better, you know, they've been better for longer in the Big 12, obviously. But Texas is the one that leaves on top, um, and that's okay. They haven't done it for very long, <clears throat> but they are really, really good now. And we'll see how they do. How they fare Monday, January first. Uh, those that's going to be very, very exciting as we move toward that. Okay, um, we've got, we'll get you caught up on these uh, bowl games, and then the five o'clock hour we've got something really special for you. Uh, An interview, one of our uh, top interviews of the year, ended up getting something crazy like 400,000 views, or I think 500,000 views, uh, when we had Gary Patterson on, the former TCU coach, about a month ago. We're going to let you uh, hear that as we look back on some of our better interviews of the year. Uh, All of that coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour.
6: ESPN Central Texas
0: is your home of the Texas Rangers. Happening now, free lab-grown diamond earrings, up to four carat total weight, free at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Spend $6.99 or more and get half-carat to four-carat lab-grown diamond studier rings for free. 0% financing, on-site master jewelers, and up to 60% off Christmas specials. That's 0% financing, on-site master jewelers, and up to 60% off Christmas specials. You always receive more when you choose Diamore Fine
9: Jewelers on West Waco Drive. See store for details. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
6: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. King of
2: the Rose. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we're not blowing hot air one way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called net promoter score it is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service a score of 70 percent or better is considered world-class ubo scores an 86 call sean hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com
1: Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern Mediterranean, inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients they have the local beer and organic wine cocktails open to the public seven days a week five to ten p.m. and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 north robinson drive just off the famous waco traffic circle it is the element waco hotel and ask about our discounted rates for november and december
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Correo Health, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley,
1: the Matt Mosley Show, with you until 6 o'clock. In case you missed one of the best interviews we did of 2023 was Gary Patterson and he let the world know he was ready to coach again. And he chose our forum. He chose the Matt Mosley show. And this week we've been having some fun, uh, going back over some of our, our top interviews from 2023. We may continue to do it throughout the week, but, uh, uh I thought that would be fun to let you hear from Gary and, um, uh, We'll, uh, we'll do that coming up here in just a few minutes. Aaron, if you would, update us. West Virginia and UNC are in quite a tussle. And uh, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. And uh, where are we in that game after uh, West Virginia had a long touchdown pass to jump out to a 7-0 lead? A little
2: over three minutes left in the first quarter. West Virginia gets... An interception off Connor Harrell in the end zone to maintain their 7-0 lead. And they are now on offense and driving at about midfield. So, looked like it was going to be a tie game, but a good defensive play by the Mountaineers.
1: I got to say, I've just watched a little bit of this game, and I believe that that is the fastest quarterback I've seen all season. Like the UNC quarterback Connor Harrell, number fifteen. We haven't seen him because, of course, they have May Drake May, the uh, the big time quarterback who will be taken probably a top five pick in the NFL draft. Um, I guess that was his brother that played basketball, wasn't it, uh, Aaron at 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 uh, UNC a few years ago, um, but it. This this guy Connor Harrell is, I mean, f- it is unbelievable to watch how fast he is and how quickly he gets upfield. So, just uh, uh, continue to uh, we'll continue to monitor that one. And then Aaron, we've got other bowl games seven o'clock tonight uh, on Fox, Louisville and USC play, and then eight o'clock the big one. On ESPN, that would be the Aggies in Oklahoma State, and that was interesting. We had Curtis Quillen on earlier today, Aaron. He did not. My theory of uh, thinking that Gundy had had one of his best coaching jobs, he squatted <laughs> that right out of the air. I said, "Nope, I do not agree." I, I I just thought the way that season was going, it they, they looked awful. I think his point was well the reason they looked so awful early was because of Gundy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that he did pull them out of that ditch, and, and whether he made some mistakes early or not, they ended up in the, uh, the Big 12 title game. <laughs> and uh, and I, thought, uh, I thought it was a pretty impressive showing by Gundy. Now, they got you know, destroyed by Texas in the Big 12 title game. You know, it's led to this discussion, Aaron, we've been having about who will be, who's going to fill the void left behind between Oklahoma and Texas. And quite honestly, it could be a number of teams. I don't know. I mean, we're, we've watched how UCF and Cincinnati and Houston um, uh, and BYU integrated into the conference. And the truth of the matter, Aaron, is they don't. It's going to take them a while. Cincinnati wasn't quite ready for prime time. UCF certainly stepped up and got better as the season went along. BYU was kind of around a 500-type team. I don't, I don't think any of those teams, Houston had its moments, but it fired its head coach. But I think with the, with the introduction of these other four schools, the four corner schools, these are different animals. These are not schools that are going to be as far behind as those AAC schools in in BYU that just joined. I mean, they, while some of them have had scandals, and I'm talking about you, Arizona State, uh, some of them have had craziness of, like, Colorado with all the portal. I don't think they have as much ground to make up as some of these other schools that came in. Aaron, I would rank the new schools coming in. I would say Utah one. Do you put Arizona in front of Colorado? I think Arizona has a little more substance to their program right now, although Colorado, oh, certainly with Dion, you never know, seems to have a lot of upside. I think I would put Utah, then Arizona, then Colorado, and then Arizona State, Aaron does that does that jive with what you're thinking of the four new uh, Big Twelve teams coming in?
2: Yeah, that's pretty close. That's um, that's exactly how I would have them.
1: Okay, all that's right. So it's I, more than pretty close. Yeah. Uh, well, and and then I, I would say this: in the who's going to have the biggest bounce trampoline effect in their second year? Of those, the first four that arrived, Houston under Willie Fritz, BYU with a with a year under its belt. I mean, some of this will come down to what the schedule looks like, but UCF or Cincinnati. Um, I think UCF started to become uh, a bigger factor once they got Plumlee back, their quarterback. I, I think. UCF's the best of those four. And then and then I think it's probably uh BYU, Houston, and then Cincinnati going into next year. Aaron, do any of those four schools end up being ranked in the top eight in the Big Twelve? The Big Twelve, which will now expand to how many teams, Aaron? Sixteen teams?
2: Sixteen, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, will, will any of those four teams I just mentioned, the, the teams that entered for the first year of this year, Houston, UCF, uh, Cincy and BYU, will any of those four be in the top eight will be predicted to be in the top eight?
2: No, five? I don't see how they could be.
1: Interesting. See, I, I, the only one I might be able to make an argument is UCF and I don't know Aaron do we know if that quarterback's coming back John Reese Plumley he's a baseball player as well and I'm not sure it feels like he's kind of been there for a while. Um, we'll, we'll have to see about that but that, I think that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. other huge news today, just from a breaking news standpoint is Sean Payton came out and benched Russell Wilson. Sean Payton spoke to reporters just minutes ago in the past hour and, um, and and basically said, you know, Russ was disappointed, but he handled it like a pro, which is more than you can say <laughs> for that head coach. Absolutely. Uh, the head coach has, has uh, showed up. Uh, uh, I mean, again, and I know people don't feel sorry for quarterbacks who are making $35, 40000000 million a year. But, I mean, he's had – a tremendous NFL career, and Sean Payton has kind of basically, I think the, they've decided, hey, it's it's worth sitting him down for these final two games. We don't really have a chance, and if he gets hurt, we're going to have to guarantee him this enormous bonus, uh, this guaranteed portion of his salary would kick in if he can't pass his physical in March. I mean, Aaron, I, I got to think that given how the season's gone, Russell Wilson will be asking for a trade. Now, again, who in the world wants to take on this kind of contract? You would have to do a new contract, and you'd have to agree somehow to, you know, pay for a lot of it. I mean, I I I don't see any way. Aaron, how do you see this ending? I don't see it ending well. But do you do you think Russell Wilson? will be the starting quarterback for the Broncos next season under Sean Payton?
2: Zero percent chance. I don't think they'll find a trade partner. I think they'll have to just release, release him and him. eat all that dead money, which I think Payton's willing to do to start over, and he'll find a new starting position with one of the many bad teams in the NFL.
1: So Russell Wilson, just based on you know how great he's been in the past – and he's, at, he's his numbers aren't horrible this year, honestly. His interceptions are down, his touchdowns are up. I don't have them in front of me, Aaron. I would say it's like twenty-two touchdowns and eight interceptions, or something like that. I mean, the, the, the numbers are not—they're—they're they're not horrible. Um, so uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting. Will, will Russell Wilson be starting somewhere else next season? And could it be four? The New York Giants or the Washington Commanders? Could we welcome him in to the NFC East? All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna play something for you. I think you're gonna enjoy it. And uh, this interview, it was right before uh, Baylor was getting ready to play TCU this season, and Gary Patterson wanted to get something off his chest. This has been one of our most downloaded, viewed segments. Uh, interviews of the 2023 year. We're going to let you hear it next. This This
6: is ESPN Central Texas.
7: Okay, everyone, check this out from D. Amore Fine
4: Jewelers in Waco. D. Amore Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond
7: for the best price at Dia Mori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber.
6: Yes. They- now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley
1: Show. Gary Patterson joining us. And uh, Gary, it's great to uh, have you back on the Matt Mosley Show on this TCU Baylor Week. I thought of you, I think of you often, and like to kind of see what's Gary up to. You'll pop up in all these pictures with very famous people, and of course, you're a very famous guy yourself, but uh, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you.
13: Hey, Matt, it's, it's great. I'm glad to be back.
1: All right, what was your, what was your first uh, thought when you heard uh, the newly named blue bonnet battle all right that is the new name there's a trophy involved I don't know if you've had a peek at the trophy online or not but uh, what did you uh, it was the revivalry when you were involved I kind of like the church aspect of that the religious history of the two schools now it is the blue bonnet battle what was your uh, what, what's your what was your first take when you uh, when you heard about that
13: oh uh, I you probably know, I probably smile, but that's above my pay grade. So, to, to, <laughs> you know,
0: somebody else
1: decided that. The Blue Bonnet battle. I mean, I'm just trying to walk through it. Um, uh, it I mean, it's a neat uh, – it's got a good alliteration, a good sound to it. But uh, I don't know. Did you like the revivalry, or did you just kind of enjoy the game? I mean, what – or do you – I mean, it, it, you got the iron skillet. Um, what do you, what do you think about all these names? I mean, you've seen a lot of them over the years, the iron skillet was kind of fun. Um, but see, did you like the Revivalry at all?
13: Uh, well, you know, I, uh, number one, Baylor, you know, very close proximities. So both FU mm-hmm. and Baylor, Texas, you know, those, those ball games, uh, they've been playing, T C has been playing them for a long time. So, uh, I understand, you know it's you know it's that's the symbol of it, but it, you know all the work happens on the field, and so um, you know it's, um, you always want to just be able to keep it. Uh, you wanted to be able to stay with you for a while, so um, for one more year. So uh, now mm-hmm. they'll have one more uh, one more trophy to either keep or give away.
1: Okay, boy, you're not you're not sharing many thoughts on this on the on the blue bonnet <laughs> battle. I thought the trophy. I like that woodwork that they've done on it, Coach. I thought you might have some uh, some thoughts on the Blue Bonnet battle, but you're playing it pretty yeah. close to the vest. <laughs>
13: no, that's, like I said, above my pay grade. It, you know, it's been great. In our time here, it's been a lot of great ball games, And so uh, a lot of great players on both sides have come through the game. Uh, and so a lot of – now a lot of NFL players, they were part of my 25 – years of time you know being able to play baylor so yeah um you know it's uh now there's some, you know at least for sure one of the things is now that you know it's the same thing as they had with tech and they had with smu now you have a you have something material that you know they can actually
11: Mm -hmm.
1: keep what was your when you think back on those games what was your favorite moment once that thing got going? And it took hold, didn't it? About 2011, uh, that Paul Hall game. Uh, I mean, Boykin came in one time to Waco, and y'all won a game when you weren't favored. I mean, there, I, I guess that's what made that rivalry. It was just like you say, it was like great close games on an annual basis. Do you have a? Do you have a favorite Baylor TCU moment? Once the once the two schools uh, uh, got back together,
13: no, I think there was there was a lot of there was a lot of great battles. Uh, you know, it's obviously uh, won some and lost some, but it's, you know, I, for me, it's more about remembering the players. I remember when Robert Griffin came on the scene. There's they've had good quarterbacks, the guys we've had here from Mandy Dalton to Trayvon uh, to Max Doug. You know, if you go, you look at all the quarterbacks that have gone through um also and so casey paula you mentioned and so at the end of the day it's you know it's i think for me that's what always comes it comes back to me as uh you know the guys who played against and the guys who are on those teams that's how i remember them is by the you know the memories we had on the field together i mean that's, that's one thing that we share that nobody else uh, gets an opportunity to be able to be a part of unless you're in the stadium so um it's uh you know a lot of a lot of good memories
1: well, the fan bases, it took on another uh, deal, and it kind of fed off whether it be UNR or whatever it was, but the fan bases loved it, uh, and it just it fired it up, and it got things going. And I'm glad, Gary, they have protected it. You notice they only protected four games. That had to be odd for you to see those schedules come out and, and see that a lot of these great rivalries and games – uh, Will go by the wayside, or they'll be three years and off one year. It was kind of nice they protected Baylor and TCU, especially with all the changes in college football.
13: Yeah, I mean, that's you know, if you look over at uh, the SEC model. There's, there's, you know, um, geographical protection by some of the games that be played and. And I think that every every conference that's, that's going to split their conference is going to do that. Um, some ways, you know, it's, I look at you know, like in the Big Ten, though, I look at seeing you know, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan, all three on one side of the old of the old Big Ten, and, and uh, before adding all of it, I thought maybe when they added um, West Coast schools that there would be a little bit more division, but. You know, because, again, it's still, you know, I, I hope everybody understands, at least from a coach's perspective, it's still about the game. It's still about winning a conference championship. You want at the end of the year. You want your two best teams playing in it. And you'd rather them play in it uh, at the end uh, so they have an opportunity to get to the playoffs and then win a national championship and then, uh, you know, tear each other up during the season. So, um, you know, I think as you get into New teams in a new conference uh, makes it um, interesting to find out who the teams are going to be that are going to jump to the top and come the cream of the crop and and control um, the big the new Big Twelve conference. So uh, you know that's the thing that'll be interesting for me to watch.
1: Gary Patterson, do you do you want back in this or or does the NIL and the portal? Are you kind of enjoying? this is the first year you've truly been on the outside uh for many many years uh do you still want to do it because you just love coaching or all the things you see in the game now does it make you kind of want to stay with what you're doing right now
13: no you know there's there's been a lot of there's since I got in 42 years ago there's been a lot of changes this is this is no different uh, you just gotta adjust with what's going on. They're, you know, they're gonna they're gonna start getting some ramifications, and you know, kind of circling up the wagons and finding out better ways to do this. But you no, know, I I miss I miss the kids. I miss the camaraderie of the staff. And to be honest, we've had a lot of calls from a lot of ads, head coaches that you know says that I they'd like me to get back into it because they think the game needs a guy like I am. So uh, the way I do things, and so. Uh, you know, those are the kind of things to do but I have enjoyed uh, not waking up to alarm here for the last 10 11 months and as much and um, getting a chance to to know Fort Worth not just that I knew people in Fort Worth you know really getting a chance to spend more time and then you know our foundations really kicked off at the big good with Leon bridges Kelsey and I you know we've given away a lot of money uh, you know close to a 1.7 and 2 million over the last couple of years to, um, groups here in Fort Worth that we, that we, uh, we support. And so, um, you know, we're, we've been, we've been staying busy. It's, um, one of those things we do it, but I, you know, I am, I do want an opportunity, you know, if I ever have a chance to have an opportunity to get to a place where I'd have a chance to win, uh, everything in place that if you got them to go in the right direction, you'd have a chance to play in the playoffs and win a national championship. So, um, you know, I, I've kept my eyes open. I took great notes, uh, while I was at Texas, you know, you went from, um, having 30, 30 people in your group to, you know, having a lot, lot larger number of running a program. So I took great notes because, you know, with Sark being in the NFL, being with coach Saban, uh, other coaches on their staff, all the different places they'd been, I, you know, I, 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 went down there to learn along with Gibb. and Gibb. So, uh, was you know it, it, it there was things that i felt like that we did better at tcu than than maybe they did there not that either one was bad and mm-hmm. there was things you know i thought that would make me a better coach from some of the XO stuff x and os to uh recruiting um to nil portal you name it off season so uh yeah i'm it i'm i'm rested you know the key is to be is to find the right place that i think uh, Would want Gary Patterson because they know that you know we anywhere we've ever been we've won ball games, but also to understand that you know I'm I'm looking for the right place too. I, you know, it's, uh, if there's anything I learned. You know, it's through four athletic directors and three chancellors at TCU in 25 and 25 years that you know it's, you have to you have to be all together at the top. So,
1: what was uh, what was Sarks? Like best trait, what was your biggest takeaway that made you think, okay, this is something I really like? What they do? What was uh, what was what were you most impressed with during that season with the Longhorns?
13: A lot of things. Him and I are very very close on how we practice. I um, uh, really like the way he's all in recruiting wise, how he does it. Um, yeah, he's 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 got a lot of energy. He's you know he's a twenty four hours a day guy. So uh, you know that's that's why I rolled my sleeves up and did as much as what I did because I felt like it. I really liked the player, the really liked the kids down there, liked the staff. I loved Austin was really good to me. Uh, and so you know, having left a place that really treated me well, Fort Worth, and you know the people here and, and as many friends as I had, it was released for that year's short bit of time that I was down there. It was, uh, I, was I, re- I was really happy that uh, I was able to really enjoy it, and it was fun, it was fun getting all in, you know, being able to work at it and do it, and, and um, it showed that I still was able to work, you know, 85, 90-hour weeks, so that I had the energy to be able to go do that, and I'll be a lot better at it. I. You know, I've already acquired a staff, you know, guys' names of guys, depending on where the school might be and so i haven't just been uh playing golf here in the last 10 months you know i've been watching guys and talking to guys and so uh you know if the opportunity comes along and it's the right fit you know i'll be ready
1: all right how is your golf game by the way is it is it okay i mean are, oh, yeah, are yeah, we
13: talking about... probably from a low 80s high 90s you know to low 80s sometimes high 70s so you know <laughs> I need to, uh, too much golf, but it's, you know, it's, everybody says, well, it's not a lot of exercise riding in a cart, but it is compared to watching 16, 18 hours of seven days a week of film. And so, uh, you know, anybody sees me says I look a lot younger, have a lot of energy and it's, it's been great. You know, I haven't had to be coach B. All I have to do is be Gary. I, I got a lot more range singing, uh, now because I haven't, you know, had to raise my voice in probably, you know, over two years. And so that's awesome.
1: You weren't raising it in Austin, huh? Your role was different, so you didn't have to you didn't have yeah. to holler too much. I bet that was fun. By the way, that Austin live music scene for a guy who loves writing music and being around songwriters. Um, I don't know how much you had time to do that stuff, but man, that would be for a guy like you. I would have thought that would have been pretty neat.
13: Yeah, it was. I've you know I've met a lot of guy a lot of people in the business uh, in the music business, but you know it's. I went down there, you know, for my time down there, I went down there to help win. You know, I I could have came home in June, but I stayed and, and watched how we did, um, you know, uh, official visits, uh, you name it. You know, I wanted to learn. You know, I think when you quit learning how to become better, uh, then, you know, then you, you might as well – you might as well stop. And so, for me, I didn't do that. Uh, if anything, I'm for sure of after watching all of it, you know, I – I still have, I still have a lot of ball games left in me and, and, and we know how to win. We know the formula, how to do that. And we know how to do it more with less. And, um, and still also uh, now with, for me, with the new NIL and portal and everything, it just puts a whole new option for me that I don't always have to uh, grow them all up. You know, you don't have to do all that to get the kind of team he has. You can, you can go recruit it a little bit and, um, and you can get guys, you know, it's it uh, it it presents a, a, a new opportunity. Let's say that.
1: What's your what is your impression of uh, Dave Aranda over the years, and then kind of watching what's happened to Baylor recently? They've fallen on hard times, and could end up one in seven at home this season. I don't know if they're going to make a change or not. Um, what what have you? it's the time you've been around him and observed how his defenses play obviously he's a defensive guru he's well thought of in that respect but it's not really working right now for whatever reason they're having an extremely poor season what are, what are your impressions of dave and kind of what's what what perhaps is going on with that
13: program well i, I you know i'm I, there's one thing about being out there you haven't heard me have very many opinions about any program, but you know, I think Dave Aranda is a really good football coach. Mm-hmm. He's a tremendous human being, great family. And so, you know, it's, you know, one or two things can happen that can set everything off, you know, younger, lose some guys, you know, you name it. I, I, I'm, I haven't been inside the program and if there's anything I'm for sure of, unless you've been inside, and you see everything work from day to day. Uh, you, you know, it's hard to have an opinion about those kind of things. Uh, I consider him a friend, a mm-hmm. guy that I would, you know, that if he called me, I would help. And so, uh, you know, it's it's one of those situations where it's, you know, I, you know, I hope he gets it all turned around and gets things better. So, it's, how, but you know it's, How it's hard yeah. sometimes. You, the harder you try, the the harder it is to get it done. What you need to get done. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. How how closely do you uh, watch the frogs? I mean, obviously, a lot of your guys are. You recruited are still on the roster. Maybe less every year, but last year they did amazing things. How much this year do you think is the quarterback situation? And and what do you what are you or do you just not? I mean, what are what are you doing on Saturdays? Like, are you I have a hard time thinking you are not watching the frogs, given the passion you had for those program that program over the years? How do you how do you experience Saturdays? Do you watch all the TCU games or or not really?
13: Yeah, I watch all of college football. You know, I really, have, again, I've, I've been more like a student. Um, yeah. I want to know what the new things people are doing on both sides of the ball are um, because, again, I've been talking to coaches about, um, you know, putting together a staff, you know, t- your personnel, wherever you go, the kind of offense you have to be to successful. Obviously, we had three types of offenses, and we played – or won the conference title three different ways at TCU in the time we were in the big 12. And, uh, you know, so talking to, talking to coaches, finding out their thoughts, who the best young up and coming stars are that nobody knows about at whatever level, division one, division two, you name it. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've really taken, you know, the time cause I wasn't, you know, on the sideline down at Austin, where i've just and the other thing that i hadn't ever really got a chance to do is watch a lot of nfl games Mm -hmm. and so because you know we were already back in the morning on sunday morning working at nine o'clock i didn't get really chance to watch the nfl until usually january uh when it got into playoff time so for me you know i've spent a lot of time watching the nfl and uh watching college ball games really probably all day saturdays and then all day sundays and so uh yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's it's uh there's a lot of good coaching going on. There's a lot of good players out there and you know it's but you know it's we've got a I think also that we can tighten the ship in some ways, you know as far as the game's concerned and you know I, I really like the the new clock thing where it stays running cuz of just for injury purposes. Uh but you know it's one of the things I think is still important that we uh we still uh we still grow kids up and, and get them a chance and still get degrees and
11: mm-hmm. do
13: those kinds. Of, Cause that's what, that's, you know, 2%, less than 2% are going to get a chance to go in the NFL. So how do we make sure that we, uh, that we take care of them and, and we push these guys forward as we, we said at TCU not four, it's not about the 18 to 22. How did we grow them up so that they can handle from 22 to 62. And so, uh, you know, and that's a lot of reason why a lot of people have called me about getting back in the game is because, you know, I think we just need more people that want to do that. All right. Well,
1: and by the way, that Texas D-line, that's been pretty impressive this year. Um, and uh, well, even some of the safeties you worked with, Jade Barrett. I mean, a kid I've watched for a long time. I mean, they, they've got some tremendous – was that – I mean, talent-wise in, in that defensive line – um you you coached some of these guys and were around them. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure you kind of saw this on its way a little bit, but those are that's about as dominant as I've seen them have uh, defensive linemen in quite some time.
13: Well, you know they they've had in the past, you know that's been a couple of years but yeah but you know they had they had Joe you know playing playing the NFL great speed rush guy uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, But just completely across the board and depth, yeah. I mean, they're huge up front, and you know they they also they're older, and so they play with a lot of passion. They're very they have a lot of pride in what they're doing, uh, and they're and they're leaders. They're older, they're mature, and you know anytime you get a group of guys, uh, anytime you get a group of guys that's older, along with Ford the linebacker, you know you have you're going to have a chance to be successful because they're going to play together and they have a common goal and cause to do so and so uh, you know it's it's shown it's shown through the season did you go to the texas tcu game uh no i didn't you know okay. I, I don't like people complain about coaches and players in the crowd so you know you go to the tailgate and then uh this this week though this saturday and then she, usually she picks me up but this saturday we had about 100, you know, we had close to, I don't know, 700, 800 guys come through the 26 years at TCU. Mm-hmm. And so we had about 100 150 guys, you know, because the NFL guys were playing on Sunday and yet everybody, you know, they're all busy with their lives. And so at 150 counting their families, I think we had 250 uh, people over at our house, which I hadn't, you know, get not only hadn't been back around for a couple of years, so so for Kelsey and I, it was great for us to see him. And some of them, you know, we're still, you know, it's one of the things that taught us we have to keep looking up numbers, so I can keep getting in touch with guys and and uh, so I can find out how they're doing. It, it's been it was a fun process getting a chance to talk to them. So
1: all right, well, I mean, I like what you're doing. at Leon Bridges, I think you guys should collaborate on a song or something. I mean, he's crazy talented. Um and you've you've written music and recorded music and uh, but that's pretty neat what you guys are doing together because that that is a, that's a remarkable love his love what he does he's a unique uh the, musician for sure and then I see you hanging out sometimes with Jerry Jones and like that Taylor Sheridan now have you been in a have you or Kelsey been invited to like be in the, on that show or anything I mean that's a uh, he's got several tv shows i'm sure if you wanted to he might he might cast you in one of those
13: no nah, nope uh yeah kelsey's really close friends with nicole his wife and so they mm-hmm. do a lot of things you know it's uh we enjoy their company when we can help we help but uh, you know he's, yeah. he's a busy man as you said he's got a bunch of shows going on so it it takes a lot of time in the writing to make sure he gets it the way he wants it
1: all right, that, check out that Lawman Bass Reeves, new one he's got oh, out, okay? It. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, yep. that that guy's an amazing actor. You got Donald Sutherland in there as well. Uh, well, Gary, that's good to know you're wanting to get back in, because I've kind of wondered, and, and you looked refreshed. and I mean, I know you've been having a good time, but it uh, sounds like you're kind of revved up and uh, and ready to give this thing another go. So, uh, and I know it has to be the right situation, but uh, there's, there's some openings that are on the way and, uh, and I'd love to see you get that opportunity. So let's stay in touch. And, and I hope you, uh, I hope you end up getting to do this again.
13: Well, you, here's the thing, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, we're always going to have a house in Fort Worth. This is going to you know, we've been here 26 years. It's going to be, it's going to be our home someday when it's all said and done. Uh, that's why our foundation's here. But, you know, if you get an opportunity to uh, try to make a difference somewhere else for a little while, uh, we would look into it. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, right now, it's, you know, just enjoying day by day, kids, grandkids, wife, and so, uh, and our friends here in Fort Worth. So it's it's been a fun time.
1: Okay. I hope you get to see that new Blue Bonnet Battle trophy in person at some point. Okay, Gary? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, great great to have you. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon.
13: All right, we'll see you. All
1: right, Gary Patterson uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show.